Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 98 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad to welcome you to In the Middle of It today. So if you've been with me a while, I am about to share a story that I have never shared with you guys before. And if you're new, welcome. We're just going to let you dive right in like baptism by fire. So the story that I'm going to share happened in 2013 when my kids were 9 and 11. And I have to give a little bit of background here because that year was particularly rough for our family. It was just one of those seasons that has gone down in our family history is kind of the year that everything that could go wrong did. And things started out with a bang in March of that year, actually, when my father-in-law took a nasty fall and was hospitalized and it went downhill from there. Because by December of that year, we had survived the death of my father-in-law, two very serious car accidents, um, a cardiac scare, that was me, appendicitis, that was my husband. And those were just the major things that happened. It kind of in between there, there were all all kinds of job-related stresses that kept us in just a constant state of anxiety, really, which is why I'm sharing this story today. Because whether we're aware of it or not, our bodies carry the stress and the worry and the anxiety and the chaos of what's happening in our minds. And case in point, that cardiac scare that I just mentioned in that laundry list of things that happened in 2013. Now, I had taken my own two kids and my niece and nephew and my mother-in-law down to visit family Um, We're in the Dallas area. We had gone down to the Houston area um, all together. It was probably about a six hour drive down there and we were returning home. (laughs) And so I think it was no coincidence that after that six hour road trip in the driving rain with our dog and those four kids in the back seat and my mother-in-law in the passenger seat sitting next to me and literally whacking me in the shoulder every time she got scared by the road conditions, which was pretty often. Um, So it was no surprise that towards the end of that six hour trip, my left arm and my neck started going numb. And it was very concerning to me because I also have a congenital heart defect that is really a non-issue, but just something that I'm aware of. So when I started feeling that numbness, I was really concerned. So as soon as we got home, I called my doctor's office. Of course, it was 4.45 in the evening, and I was able to speak with a nurse who, as you might guess, told me to run, don't walk to the nearest um, emergency room. So like a crazy person, I drove myself to the hospital. And I don't think I mentioned here that my husband was traveling for work at this time. So I get to the ER, they whisk me in. And of course, they start poking, prodding and testing me and they keep me overnight. My husband rushes home from his work trip, making like the last flight out of New Orleans that evening. So he was able to be with me that night. And fortunately, 
it all turned out okay. It was not a cardiac event at all, as you might have guessed. It was purely the stress and anxiety that was going on within my mind that then translated to my body. Now, I'm sharing this because right now, I think we can all agree that our world is going through a collective time of stress and anxiety. And that includes our teens. And whether they're learning virtually or face-to-face, our world landscape has changed drastically. So not only does the coronavirus pose a real and present danger, but there is also civil unrest that is gripping our country right now. Not to mention the contentious election that is plastered all over the media and the TV right now. Now, I'm definitely not going to go into the complexities of all of those things right now, because that's not the point. The point is that our teens are absorbing all of this. And in addition, they're taking on all of the developmentally appropriate stress that comes from having to do school in a different way, not getting to see their friends as often as they'd like, not getting to participate in activities that they love or experiencing milestones that they have looked forward to for a long time. And that anxiety, it is sitting on their shoulders, it's constricting their chests, and it's curling in the muscles of their limbs. And that is why For the past couple of weeks, my good friend Kelly Abernathy and I have been sharing the Zoom Busters that she's created. So these Zoom Busters are breathing and stretching exercises that can be used to help kids reset and refocus as they learn virtually. But I believe that their purpose goes deeper than that. Because using these Zoom Busters are going to create more body-mind awareness in your teens, and it's going to help them identify where stress is stored in their bodies. And when our teens can do that, they are empowered to use movement like these exercises to release that stress, which makes for healthier teens. And it makes for healthier adults, too. Again, I am going to throw in here that these Zoom Busters can make a huge difference for we adults as well. Now, as I mentioned before, this is part of a series that I am doing with Kelly. This is part three of the four-part series. And we'll be going through the third and the fourth sets of Zoom Busters on today's episode this week. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes... There are videos for each of these sets that you can find in the show notes page for today's episode. And that is at theishgirl.com forward slash EP98. And those show notes include all the Zoom busters that we've gone over um, up to this point, as well as a video showing how to set up your posture before doing all of these sets. Okay, if you have not caught the first two episodes, I would really love to introduce you to my friend Kelly. She is a rock star of a human being, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her. She is a registered yoga teacher with over 500 hours of specialized training, and she is also the very best example that I've ever seen of a lifelong learner. Her passion for brain research and exploring how humans connect with the natural world 
has been beyond inspiring for me. And I love how she brings everything that she's learning to the table as she writes or teaches yoga or comes alongside crisis survivors, which is a community that she mentors and volunteers with. Now, without further ado, here is Kelly with Zoombuster sets three and four. So this is set number three, and we're going to be focusing on arms. Is that right, Kelly? Yes. So once again, we are in that beautiful seated posture, flat on the floor, grounded through the sits bones, sitting up straight and tall, shoulders up, back down, and chin level. And we will tuck the fingers, the left hands, the fingers of the left hand under the chair, and then open the palm of the right hand, and on it, raise that arm up towards the sky, and then gently bend into a beautiful side bend, or many people call this half moon. And you may want to hold here from up under that right arm, and then generate, and then come back to center, extending that arm straight up, biceps by the ears, and then lowering it gently down. When it gets down to the side of the chair, tuck the right fingers under the, open the left palm. We'll go to the other side, feeling the rising energy of that inhale. And again, I'm starting to exhale on that contraction, coming over to the right, perhaps looking up under that top arm, Back to center, feeling that nice extension, biceps by the ears, and then lowering the arm down. Awesome. One of the things that you shared in, in walking through this pose through Half Moon with me is imagining that you're in between two panes of glass mm -hmm. so that your, your torso and your body are staying in the same spot and you're not slumping. You're, you're really just, it's at the waist that you're leaning. Yes? Right. Okay. And that's where having the extension, that's why the posture set up in the beginning is so important. Because, and if, you, and also, what's maybe as is the grounding in the chair, because otherwise you cannot lean over with that nice clean line. Right. Oh, but good point. Yes, we definitely want to try to create as many images as possible. And also, when we have students teaching these poses encourage them to their own ways of cueing the alignment yes which they'll be again because of participation in many sports and dance and traditions they'll come up with some beautiful ways to express it the next movement is a gentle twist a seated twist so again we have that perfect posture and then without moving your feet we're going to raise the arms up overhead and then keeping grounded in the chair, it will be the upper body above the waist that will twist to the right. And then the arms will float down and we'll look back over the right shoulder, let the arms drift down. And then the palms will open and on the inhale, we'll come back up. And when the fingers meet, we'll turn around to face forward. 
And then gently butterfly or rotate the wrists, whatever feels good to lower the arms. And just take a moment to feel. And for many of us, because that's a twist, we will feel more opening between our ribs. So we reset in the chair, straight and tall, always aligned with center. And once again, the arms come up. And maybe reach up, take another sip of air, and shift the upper body to the left. Let the arms come out to a T and float down. The palms open up and they come back up. Reaching way up. Turning to face forward. And once again, releasing down whatever feels good. And I like to just add as many opportunities as possible to do cool things with your fingers and your wrists, rotations, you know, both directions, butterflying the fingers, scrunching the hands. Then we will do breathing, which I like to call this angel breathing. We're very relaxed in the chair, but we still have that very erect posture with that nice level chin, shoulders up, back, and down. And the, the hands are by the side with the palms open. And let's just reach way, way out of the shoulders and up and perhaps look up at the top, fingertips touching, flick, flip the hands. Once again, butterfly, rotate the wrists down. Ah, this of course is an exhale, coming back down. We'll do that again, inhaling up really making this a big expansive breath, maybe reaching way up and looking, flipping the hands and then gently coming down. Ah. Again, take a moment to just feel, feel the tingle, the energy flowing through the arms, for most of us the shoulder, maybe even the face. Um, and Kelly, I'm going to point out here too what we were ta we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, which is you don't know what what circumstance your students are in. And for me right now, I'm in a little bit of a tight space, mm -hmm. and my chair has arms on it, and so it was a little bit difficult for me to to do like from extended downwards my arms and then raising them up and keeping my arms the way that your arms were. But I just think that I wanted to point that out because. It's a very, it could happen with your students too, if they're in a confined space or if the chair that they're in isn't conducive to it or whatever, like you're, you know, you're going to be adjusting and flexible and all that. You're pointing that out because that's a very important thing. So there is a modification for this when you aren't going to be able to, you can just do it like this. Okay. Right? Like a T. Okay. And then you can come back up come to center so you never have to lower the arms but you're still getting attention you're still so getting this yeah. thank you for pointing that out because yeah if you've got you're sitting in a chair where you've got arms then you're going to have trouble with or you can also um you can have them lower bring their arms a little more forward in more of a scooping but again you may get into a counter or a computer and i think what's lovely is that this is all okay you know we're right. all 
self-adjust and we're all going to work around our surroundings just like they already are with their schoolwork at home. Well, and I could have stood up too, like that would have been if, yeah. if it's possible. I know that some students are in wheelchairs or, or whatever, but but I could have stood up and that would have been okay too. Right, and that's something a lot of these are ideally done standing up. And that's something I think that, you know, all of the teachers will assess whether they want to do them standing or seated. The one thing with teaching some of the movements that gets challenging, I know from personal experience, is they can't what you're doing right stand when you're standing and so it may be that you teach them in a seated position and maybe you name the poses and once people are familiar then you can go to more of a standing practice okay so we now will grab our scarf like prop whether it's a scarf a towel a strap and we're going to first obviously set up posture and then we're going to encourage them to hold the scarf or the towel or the strap out in front of them with their arms straight. So your elbows are pretty locked. Okay. And then just so that they understand what that feels like. And then let's relax for a moment and have it drape it into the lap. And then again, bring out our, this time let's Encourage them to check to see that their arms are extending straight out from their shoulders. So they're not just like, it's kind of like you're in a Y, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. And we'll inhale that scarf up. Just really opening up the chest and then exhale down to shoulder height. Inhale up. And this time, really pull the shoulders back. Maybe just pull your, this scarf back a little bit behind your head. Exhale down. And one more time. Inhale up. And then exhale down. Release and just feel. I love that one. <laughs> I know. I don't know what about you, but we carry so much tension in that part of the upper neck. The one thing about when you're observing on the screen in this will be to try to, again, to just encourage them to hold their arms straight and level as okay. much as possible so you don't have somebody pulling to one side. The next scarf exercise will be to do the same thing, sitting up straight and tall, scarf out in front of you, raising it up on an inhale as we did before. And this time we're going to bend into the elbow, really open up the chest and bring the scarf down to the top of our shoulders. Inhale back up, straighten the arms out. And then once again, lower it down. And it's helpful, obviously you can do, I like to do maybe two or three reps of these your choice okay. and you really want to add do the same you can also do more than that of course um, just to make it a little more intense so now we're going to add a little twist to this so let's inhale scarf overhead and then without moving your head I mean your hips just stay grounded in your chair and bend over to the right and feel the opening. On the left side, 
stretching, particularly of the muscles between the Come back to center. And then guess what? We're gonna go to the other side. And just notice perhaps the difference between each side. All of these practices just helping us to be more observant of what's going on in our own body. <sighs> Come back to center and then lower the scarf down. And once again, feel that beautiful releasing energy. We'll close this particular Zoom Buster with another breathing technique. And fire breathing does truly do that. It, it generates some fire and energy. It's very good for stimulating focus. So we will gently rest our palms, our hands on our thighs or cup them over our knees. Again, we've got that nice tall posture. The shoulders are still up, the chin is level. And on this, what we'll be doing is we'll be inhaling and then on the exhale, saying the sound shh. So let's inhale. Shh. And now this next time, we're going to inhale and say the word shh. And we'll do this 10 times in a row, getting a little faster towards the end. Inhale. Shh. So you just can, and you can again play around with that. Students usually love that to just be able to create that fire, make it into a game where it's perfectly um, safe and actually very healthy to do it up to like 30 times and really get it going fast. Okay, okay. So it's just fire breathing is a fun thing. Yes. And the one thing, that I didn't really cue before that is that you can also really, once they've got it, you can remind them to snap their belly in on yeah. the exhale. Let's try that. If so it will become, yeah, definitely. I would teach it without that so they get the shh sound, and then I would come back, shh, the belly snap, shh. And so when your belly snaps, it's snapping towards your spine, yes? Yes, you're pulling it in because what that does is it creates on that strong exhale with the air coming out, you contract your lower belly, the muscles below your belly button, and it helps push the exhale out. So you're pushing, it's a more complete exhale. So let's try that. Let's go ahead and go for the 10. Inhale. And if you want a nice firm core, go for it. What <laughs> I will, I do want to add here is um, that is a very good example of a breathing exercise where I would I would not do it after right after yeah. I know my students have. Eaten. Most of the time they're going to eat, they're going to come back to class, have a lesson, and then yeah. maybe an hour later or 45 minutes later. That should be fine. Okay. I've just, but you know, you're going to always see anyone with intense breathing or any type of um, 
athletics normally don't do it right after you just <laughs> I'm just laughing and thinking middle school kids yeah you probably don't want them breathing heavily well if you're in a classroom which obviously everybody would be in masks but like expelling all of that lunch breath would <laughs> not be the best idea no those are well this is a very forceful actually I saw the cough studies on fire breathing in my yoga training and you know yes that's such a forceful exhale travel across the room very fast yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in the so, age of covid we don't want to do fire breathing around thank you thank you kelly for sharing these with us i don't know about you guys but my arms and shoulders are already feeling loose and relaxed now, I would definitely like to encourage you all to check out the first two episodes in this series, as well as watching the videos for each Zoombuster set. I know that with our various styles of learning, it might be easier for you to watch her and be able to mimic her movements by seeing them first. So we have created those videos and they are in my show notes for this week's episode. Again, you can find those at theishgirl.com forward slash EP nine eight. Now, before I close out, I also want to share a couple of things that I've learned as I prepared to create this series with Kelly. Number one, stress can manifest in the body in all kinds of ways, from headaches to upset stomachs to muscle aches and pains. There are all kinds of ways it shows up in your physical body. And in my show notes, I've included an article on some of the physical things your teens might be experiencing that could indicate they're experiencing anxiety. So I recommend that you check that out. And then two, there is a lot of research that points to breathing exercises as a way to help lessen anxiety and not just doing the same one over and over, specifically using a variety of breathing exercises. And that is what I love about these Zoombusters with Kelly is that at the end of each of them, she demonstrates a different type of breathing exercise that you can use. So I've included an article about that connection between breathing exercises and relieving anxiety. And you can check those out again in those show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP98. And I just want to take a second here to emphasize that if anxiety in your teens is something that you're concerned about, nothing beats a trip to your family doctor or to a counselor. So I would just encourage you to please reach out to your support system for help on this if this is something that you and your teen are struggling with. Okay, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I would love to know how these Zoom busters are going for you guys. So reach out to me on socials or if you are a subscriber to my weekly email where I do have to say that I share things I sh there that I don't share anywhere else. So it, you can always reply to those emails and I will get back to you. Also, I would just love to say if you are feeling particularly generous today, it would be so amazing and wonderful if you would leave a rating and review of In the Middle of It on iTunes. It really is the best way to help others find the show. So if you're finding it helpful, I would love for you to leave that rating and review so that others are able to find the resources as well. Plus, you have no idea the kind of warm fuzzies that reading those reviews gives me. Okay, from an ish girl 
who is so enjoying the Netflix series, Love on the Spectrum. Seriously, you should totally check it out. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.